Welcome into this CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up. What's going on, Bears fans? Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Nicholas Moriano. We are wearing orange today. That was not planned. We are. We are in good. sync. It's 23 days before the draft. We are locked and loaded and greatest number of all time, 23. That's exactly yeah, right. No debate. Besides number nine. Michael. So it's just my no, fa- number nine is just my favorite. Why is number. nine your favorite? It's just my favorite. I like number Jordan four. Olympic, that's why? Actually, partially. Okay. So um, as we're, we're clear. Jim McMahon. The yeah, wall thing. I, I just always grew up wearing number nine. I don't really know why. Maybe Great number. Like nine. Subconsciously, Jordan Olympics. I like, uh, I like 12. Well, Dunstan. Tom Brady. You do. You would like twelve, Mister oh, Aaron Rodgers. No, no, oh, no, no, wow, no. so like fitting. No, Ellis wow. Burks. Yep. Welcome Boston back, Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> Ellis Burks, Boston Red Sox, nineteen eighty-eight, mm-hmm. uh, AL Rookie of the Year, I believe. They all say. Uh, I like Ellis Burks. Lawrence awesome. is back from Arizona. I am back from Arizona. You guys are back from Burbs. Arlington Heights, yep. and South Loop. I'm back from. A great conversation with all my fans and non-fans. I appreciate all of you. I can't wait to get to the next. Would you level. start an OnlyFans account or what? I, I haven't. Or? I haven't gone OnlyFans quite yet, but quite yet. You never know what the future holds. Let's go. <laughs> um, we are starting today's show with a huge announcement. Very excited about this. I've been just anxious to share this with everybody but we have details on our nfl draft party oh boy which is coming it is a two-night chgo bears draft party and it is at joe's on weed street how about that we're going big time for you for uh the biggest bears draft we can possibly remember uh thursday this is news to me the two nights thing i love yeah (laughs) well you were gonna be working both shows anyway they're just going to be go. Joe's. Uh, of course, Thursday, April 27th, and Friday, April 28th. And we will be doing live shows, live draft shows from Joe's in front of you if you come out. Um, these are two separate events. I want to emphasize that. But tickets will go on sale tomorrow. All tickets will include an all-inclusive premium drink package. Say that again. All-inclusive premium drink package included with your tickets that also includes uh goose island of course goose Mm -hmm. island beers Mm -hmm. and cocktails again premium cocktails uh we'll have vip tables reserved seating and general admission so there's different ticket prices depending on the package you want and again uh these are two different events thursday and friday hopefully you can join us for both but if you can only make it one night We're setting it up that way for you. Again, tickets will go on sale tomorrow, Wednesday at 10 a.m. It is limited space. We have a cap on how many tickets we can actually and how much space we can actually fill. Um, But we, and of course, if you are a CHGO diehard, this is one of the perks of being a diehard. There is a discount for CHGO diehard. So now is a good time. Go sign up. To go sign up. If you're not a diehard, you can take care of that today. And then when tomorrow at 10 a.m. comes around and tickets go on sale, you'll be ready to go to get that discount. Uh, we're going to have a great time. I am uh, really excited. And as Andrew points out, maybe we should be um, phrasing it as premium cockies. 
That's exactly. So we need some underlining here. Number one, it's premium cockies. Number two, the diehard membership pays for itself once again. So yep. it's a great way to support us and a great way to get value. And there's just, it's a, I like to call that a win-win. And the key point here is that you can be uh, as loaded as you want, assuming that you get that designated driver and your Uber set up at our CHGO Bears draft party. I mean, with, let's, you know. And don't heckle us that yeah, much. Keep it. Heckling keep it. is... Keep it in line. You're allowed to do what you want to do. Just come on. If you're coming out, uh, you could heckle. Just be nice about it at the same time. Yeah. And so, to so clarify, it would be a fun time. Our shows will still be live on YouTube as they always are. Of course. So if you can't make it, if you live elsewhere, we totally understand. Um, of course, if you're in the area or you want to make the trip back to Chicago, because uh, we know a lot of our viewers and listeners live elsewhere, great weekend to do it. I know I'd rather be here than in Kansas City. The f- Come, you know, people yeah. go to the draft. Come, 100%. Come, it's the same thing. It's just going to be hanging out with a Bears-centric vibe. And, um, I'm Goose Island. I mean, yeah, it sounds like an amazing time, especially because the Bears, they finally have a first-round draft pick. You can be with a bunch of Bears fans. And then once that pick is announced, you can celebrate, chug a beer, whatever it is. It's going to be a great time. Uh, Greg Bragg's on his game early today. If you get, if you get tickets for both nights, you could stay at Cram's house. That's funny, Greg. <laughs> I don't. Th- it's. I don't think it's that funny. So that's <laughs> that's still a thing. The cram. That's still a thing, huh? Oh yeah. I don't know if it's a thing. It's definitely a thing for for for, for, Greg. for Greg. It's a thing for him. I like to call him Gregory. Yeah. Uh, by Greg-alicious, the way, Gregorious, right? Gregorious Greg- was, was another one. Yeah, that was in there too. So, but this is awesome. I hope we see everybody out there. We had a big brawl last night on Bears After Dark about Jalen Carter not getting picked in the top nine, and I've got bets with uh, Gary Ross and Nicholas Moriano and, and many others. So if people want to line up and get paid in person. Um, I, so, by the way, I tried to get away from you guys last week when I was in Arizona, and every day my dad would just turn you guys on the TV and, yeah, and keep watching go. you. So I my did dad. teach him. I taught him how to uh, uh, log in on YouTube on his television so that he can actually – that's great. Hit that like button for us. So, thanks, Dad. Appreciate you. Good to know you were still connected, Lawrence. Yeah, I didn't want to be, but I. Uh, in the happy I was. hour, you're in the happy hour. Well, one yeah. of the perks of seeing my dad in Arizona was the family friend that he rents this place with for the month. Uh, shout out Tim Coleman, love you. I don't get to see him a whole lot. He lives in Kansas City, so you know that was part of the perks going to the White Sox game, um, seeing Tim. And, you know, it was basically like, I feel like I've seen you. He said this to me. He's like, I feel like I've seen you all month because literally just Tuning been watching in. the show every single day. Appreciate the support. We, awesome. Yeah. We appreciate all the support yes. for sure. And uh, I know everyone is super fired up for us to go deep into the interior offensive line today. Let's I go. Am. So speaking of the diehard, um, this is a perk you also get. We've been telling you about it, but we've been, as we've also been telling you, it has been a work in progress and we are getting closer and closer to a finished product as we uh, get closer and closer to the draft. 23 days and we are going to get there. But I spent uh, pretty much most of my Monday, except when I was yapping with you guys on the show, uh, of course, really diving into the offensive line and starting to come up with a consensus ranking for the offensive linemen. And you'll start to see this if you are a diehard. You have access automatically to our internal draft board, which um, we are updating constantly with our information. This is what we're literally going to be using on draft weekend as we, you know, 
process the picks that are happening, all the information we put in here. So you are getting that access by being a diehard. And you'll notice that one of the things we're going to start to do over the coming weeks is come up with a CHGO consensus draft board, which will be specific for the Bears. So, you know, Bryce Young's not going to be at the top of the board because the Bears aren't drafting him. So those quarterbacks will be out of there. Offensive linemen who aren't necessarily a scheme fit for the Bears won't be on there. We're going to do our best with what we know the types of players the Bears want to add, the things we've learned from Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus over the past year and a, year and a half or so, um, to kind of identify the players that really fit the Bears. And we're going to try to rank them according, accordingly for you. Will it be perfect? No, we don't have access to their actual draft board, but we're doing our best. And um, you're going to start to see that come together. So as part of this process, we're going to start to have positional preview shows for you and really hone in the top guys at the top positions of need for the Bears. And we're starting that today with the interior offensive line, uh, which we have a top five for. And we're going to dive into that in a second. But as always, our guy, the Duke, is here. He's got a 1999 (laughs) Super Chat. Uh, And he says, as I sit here waiting for my toddler to poop on the potty, it reminds me of the Bears' interior offensive line. That's not nice. (laughs) Um, But it is, I guess, a good segue. Yeah, to get to uh, As awkward and messy as it may be, (laughs) um, to dive into some interior offensive linemen. Well, if that's how he feels about the interior, though, how does he feel about the exterior? Because, <laughs> I mean, we are. It's a mess. We got some exterior issues there, Sir Duke. I, I get it that we got him on the interior, too. We still talking about offensive linemen? I don't know. I don't okay, know I don't anymore. Know, but I, but how about. Machine worlds here. We, we should give love to the Duke who gives love to this show. First of all, I, I was driving uh, last night and. I'm listening to CHGO Cubs, and the Duke is is throwing his Duke Duke Dukeness around in the Cubs post, which uh, his was Dukeness. His Dukeness is that, is that what we call him now? His, his Dukeness <laughs> was it was present on CHGO Cubs last night. Don't worry, Cody. the The Cubs will get back to 500 this in in Some 2024. Point this <laughs> 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 well, we have to start talking about the White yep. Sox. We'll get back, but. To we, I'm just saying we appreciate we appreciate the Duke we and we appreciate the fact that the Bears have a lot to address, interior exterior. So I don't know where you feel more comfortable. I feel a little bit more comfortable on, on the interior. Although the concept of Cody Whitehair playing center, which seems like it's very much a possibility right now, yeah, is a is an interesting one and concerning. Well, it is, and I think that um, I don't know if it's necessarily concerning, but I do think. The Bears are in a better position with depth-wise, before we get into some of these prospects, of just by adding Nate Davis, I think they really feel like that can that gives them a lot more depth in those three positions. So now mm-hmm. you have Nate Davis at right guard. But it's not like left guard's a slam dunk. As much as I think we all like how Tevin Jenkins played at times last year, there is an issue of dependability with injuries. Yep. Um I think there's some question about reliability there as well. And then he's playing in a new position. They're moving him over to left guard. Now, he had experience in college of moving around and being a, you know, a versatile player like that. But it's not necessarily a slam dunk that moving to the left side is going to be perfect. And then with Cody Whitehair moving to center, I do agree with the Bears in their evaluation and looking at some past tape that he can be better at center. But... This has been an ongoing theme now since this guy's been here, and he's one of the longest tenured players on the team. You know, moving between center guard, center guard, center guard. 
Um, and now you have Lucas Patrick sort of in a backup role. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that any of this prevents you from drafting an interior offensive lineman in the second round. It would be wise for the Bears to add depth at that position because I think with Tevin Jenkins showing some signs at right guard, it was nice to see. But you just don't know how long he's going to be out there on the field, right? He's had his, his injury issues. When he's on the field, he can, he can do some good things. But, you know, one guy goes down in that room and you have maybe Lucas Patrick starting at center. You have a new, new guy, Nate Davis, who I think fits the scheme what they want to do. But, yeah, when the Bears are looking at their 10 draft picks that they currently have right now, the interior of the offensive line can definitely be a focal point that they can look to address, especially with some of the guys that we're about to mention in a little bit here. I've gone through this list and have gotten moderately excited about a couple of them, but I still need some uh, a little some sell points here. So I'm leaning on you, Adam Hogue. Okay. You 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 tell me why you think the Bears should spend one of their multitude of late second round picks on John Tipman or Joe Tipman, excuse me, John Michael Schmitz or Cody Malk, if any of them are going to even be there. You just yeah. want to give away the top five right now? No, I'm just naming names. <laughs> I, get the, the, I mean, they're in there. I'm not giving any orders. So, so uh, yeah, and you're, if you're a diehard at home with your computer in front of you, you're welcome to follow along with our uh, draft board. You'll notice that we now have a CHGO top five for the interior O-lineman. If you click on that tab. That's another thing. It's already been given away for our diehards. What's yeah. up? First access. And by the way, this is all fluid. Nothing's locked in until we get to the actual draft. But um, It has changed. Um, yes, moved some guys around yesterday. Uh, but number one, go ahead and just call me a homer if you want. But I did yep. spend a lot of time debating between the number one and number two guys. Um, but I am going with Joe Tipman uh, from Wisconsin. Two-year starter um, with the Badgers. And a lot of it has to do with just his athletic profile, I think. But, you know, he moves extremely well at that size. He's a big guy, 6'6", 317. Um, he gets to the second level easily. He can pull with no problem, which makes him a fit within the, the Bears' outside zone running scheme. Now, the only thing is he doesn't have a ton of outside zone experience. If you look at that Badger offense, been more power-centric um, in the past. But... Uh, at the center position, I think he'll fit in just fine there in the Bears scheme. And he is a better athlete. He tested better. You can see it on film. He is the mm-hmm. better athlete uh, between him and John Michael Schmitz, who I do like a lot, giving him more versatility to potentially play guard if he needs to be there. Instead, he also has slightly uh, longer arms, uh, but his hands are massive, too. He's got these massive hands. Um, so I really like Joe Tipman, and that's why he ended up at number one on our interior O-line. Now, by the way, I should point out, talking about second round here, mm-hmm. and I think he probably goes early second round. So I put him in the not going to be there unless the Bears do something different category. Yeah, unless they trade up. I'm not sure he's necessarily going to be there, but he is number one on the uh, posi- positional value f- value for interior O-linemen. Yeah, and just real quickly, some of the notes I had on Joe Tipman just from watching him play. Uh, like you said, Adam, great mover in space. And surprisingly, he only played football. Um, he gave up playing after he played basketball until sixth grade, stopped playing. But when you watch him on the football field getting in space, you would think, oh, this guy had to play, be a multi-sport athlete. Not the case. He was just a, a football guy. But you could see him when he gets out in space, he knows how to, one, get to his landmarks, finish blocks. And Adam was saying they didn't do a lot of outside zone there. The pin and pull is something that they did a lot there at Wisconsin. So that's where you can see him getting out in space, getting to his landmarks, making those blocks. 
And then I noticed, too, with the center position, a lot of stuff happens in the middle there. So when linebackers are mugged up right there, he did a really good job, I thought, of just navigating which defenders were a threat and which guys were trying to run and run game to open up other defensive players. So I thought he was really smart in who the, uh, he was actually blocking. So a guy that makes a lot of sense in this Bears offense and what I think would be an upgrade for the long term for a guy that you're trying to find, like an actual center, which the Bears really haven't had there for a while. So Joe Tittman uh, has a lot of qualities that you like as a Bears fan. Well, one thing I like about Tittman, Nick, is when I was – talking to his parents John and Kimberly Adam who I, I don't know if you spoke with John and Kimberly but is that what you were doing in the in Studio B before the show I was talking with John and Kimberly we were having a conference call about uh, the fact that Joe was at the top of our board and I'm a huge fan and and uh, they did a great job this guy you know a lot of these dudes that we're going to mention today are not only great on the field but also great off the field this guy is two-time academic all big 10 got that badger education booming just like you did adam hogue back in the day just like nick did at the university of iowa unlike yours yeah. truly but let's not go down that road let's or lawrence benedetto who uh wait did, what happened what are we talking about uh, this guy's an academic all big 10 something that neither you nor i were at iowa unlike hogan yeah. moriano wait did you graduate from iowa i did Okay, mom, my mom was asking. I yeah, was just yeah. Psych- <laughs> psychology degree. Yeah, that makes sense. Two, three, seven GPA. Don't read too much into that. He also has a mullet. <laughs> ha- he has. He also has a mullet haircut, which uh, reminds me of myself in high school. So I do appreciate. Wow. Oh, I, I want pictures. I had I the mullet. Pictures of that. Yeah. yeah. But please uh, give me a picture of that. When you watch the tape on Tipman, correct me if I'm wrong, Adam Hope, but is he not clearly a better run blocker than pass blocker? Um. Yeah, but I think he's good at both. Okay. Yeah. He looks he got he got thrown around a little bit when I was watching today. I don't have a ton of tape on okay. him. I was going to say when like out, to run the ball too. We don't right? have to out how much I've watched the Badgers this year. But <laughs> but but I what I did I mean, wa- I watched too much of the Badgers. Yeah. If we're being honest. I I just when I'm trying to do the Bears math on this would I, if I was the Chicago Bears, would I pa- say package 64 and 61 or 64 and 53 to move up to, if I think that Joe Tippmann's going to get drafted in the 30 range to do it? My answer is no. I'm yeah. not. For, I don't know if I'm packaging picks um, because there are some other guys on this list too that you know they fall to you within the range that you do have. Um, that I think I'd, I'd still feel more comfortable with letting the player fall to me. As opposed to, I need to get this player right now. But like we said, he's our top interior offensive lineman on our CHO big board. So there's there's a risk, right? Um, he's not going to be in that range. Yeah. For the record, Joe Tipman's pass block efficiency, according to Pro Football Focus, 99.1. That's significant. Tied for 26th. 26th. So. Okay, never mind. Uh, Don't know the scale as well as I thought I did. Yeah, is that out of like three? <laughs> not out of 100, clearly. <laughs> 26th. I'm telling you, he, he, they, it didn't look but great. But that's among all, yeah, I mean, that's among all linemen. Where do you think so. he goes? What's, what's your... What's I think he goes early, early second. Early second. Early second, but, yeah. I, there, Tyler, there's a number of guys here in this range that I think are very interesting. I watched his interview at the Combine or, you know, when he was talking to the media. One of the things that he's been trying to show off to teams is that is, is his brain. He's he's very into the X's and O's and understanding what's going on in the football field, which you love out of your center. That's absolutely something that teams would be interested in, and he leans into that. So that's that's an impressive thing about Tipman. 
I do know just um, watching uh, the trench warfare, like Brandon Thorne did a his one-on-one with Joe Tipman. NFL teams are kind of asking him to not only know center, but the guard position. And they said if, you know, going into the NFL, he might actually start out at guard, but long-term go back to center as, as like that long-term answer there. But he is looking at, from NFL team's perspective, is being looked at as both a guy that can play both those positions, which just makes him more versatile in the end. So um, maybe that's also something to consider as we're like looking at potential players and how they fit with the Bears. Like he could be a guard initially, then go to center, but that's what NFL teams are kind of looking at him right now, according to to Brandon Thorne and his uh, long in-depth breakdown that he did with yeah, him. I, I think, uh, and the Badgers have a pretty good track record of sending, sending these they interior do. offensive linemen, especially centers, to the league and having them have success for a long time. So something key, I think a pretty safe pick there in Joe Tipman. Uh, before I move on to number two, I want to make sure you know this Saturday the action-packed UFC 287 fight card finishes with an epic rematch. Longtime rivals Alex Pereira. Somebody help me out. Israel Idanaje. No. What are you reading? It's close. <laughs> Adesanya? Uh, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. I am not a UFC person. I just apologize to everybody in the world. I think I heard Alex on the, the fire show saying uh, thanks. Yes. You're doing a great job. <laughs> How's that? Anyway, uh, Alex and Israel, not Adonijay, will face off again for the middleweight title throwdown for your shot to win big with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. New customers can bet just $5 on a pre-fight money line and get $150 in bonus bets if their fighter wins. Plus, all customers can get closer to the Octagon excitement with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. You can combine multiple UFC 287 bets into one for a shot at an even bigger payout. Um, you can download the app now. Use code CSGO. New customers can bet just $5 on a pre-fight money line and get $150 in bonus bets if their fighter wins. This Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I will tell you, sport I know a little bit more about, basket, basketball, did hit a nice little, what I thought was uh, essentially free money last night on DraftKings, taking Yukon uh, and the over. Bam, bam. Thank yeah. you, ma'am. I, 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 I actually took it. Okay. <laughs> I, I went with the alternate spread, and I, I boosted it to yeah. nine and a half. You went even higher. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, I got a Better odds money. that way. A little juicier. Yeah, I just went minus seven and a half over, I work, and I worked on the draft board the entire game. Uh, it was great. I mean. The game was boring to me. Well, over was watch. close. Yeah, but I wasn't sweating it too much. Like, they had 60 points with seven minutes left. Okay. I thought it wasn't like 132 and a half and they ended up at one. Oh, I'm sorry. I took UConn just over 71. Yes. UConn specifically. My... I should have clarified that. My fault. Yeah. Well, congrats to the Huskies who uh, did not... I mean, they weren't even challenged in the entire tournament. Close. What was the final last How did they lose eight games in the Big East? I I don't know. Yeah, they had a... They... Well, so they... In non-conference, they were awesome. They, They covered every... No, every non-conference game, it was amazing. Did DePaul? That, we, were, we were riding that early on. And then, yeah, they got a little, a little trouble midseason, but, you know. Shout out to CBS for, like, basically playing Jim Nance off like it was an Oscar speech. He was, like, doing his heartfelt goodbye, yeah. and they're just, like, the music's blaring. They're, like, clearly extending the... Gotta go, gotta I, go. I was a little bummed out by one shiny moment. Couldn't we have done a whole thing on the Wildcats? Had okay. to have one shot of Chris Collins. Where's give me some boo booey? Yeah, give me was, some chase on these. Come on, man. He was angry too. It was just like yelling. Yeah, it was an angry right. Collins. 
Because there wasn't enough Fairly Dickinson. It could have been better than... Yeah, that's true. There wasn't. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, one shot of FDU. The reference to Pitt was their sign falling off the wall. <laughs> could have been <laughs> no, worse. That should have been very funny. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe a despondent Purdue would have been good too, Kevin yeah, is saying. Yeah. I think it should have just been a shot of Braggs. I mean, they're crying. crying. Yeah, I, I did. With, that should have been Purdue's contribution. I saw Braggs when Zach Eady was on my screen. There he was. <laughs> <laughs> Walking away from all of us. Nick, what's up over there? By the way, uh, since you mentioned the UFC, uh, Pearl Gonzalez, who was on the show, got robbed. That was mm-hmm. BS. She won her match over Gina, even though she didn't, uh, but... She bloodied up Gina. She, she, like, beat the shit out of her. It was, <laughs> it was impressive. Pearl's real. Yeah. I believe you. Per, yeah, Pearl's nope. real. If you haven't seen that, in, uh, listen to that interview, and you have any UFC slash Bears love, check it out on the old YouTube. Sure. <laughs> What's also real, though, Mark? What's also Shady real? Shady Rays. Cool. You can take on the sun with gear built to last. There's no sun right now, but... Shady Rays, our friends at Shady Rays, have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays are an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we have worn here at CHGO. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And I have my Shady Rays in the car, easy to for my convenience, whether I'm coming here to the studio, gym, wherever. I got my Shady Rays ready to go. And what's awesome, if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, just wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off. Two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shady Rays are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. My Shady Rays got a lot of use last week in the desert. Yeah, this did mine. I'll tell yep. you that. Yeah. You if we put them on on the way home today... we. Probably won't be able to see anything. It no. is looking dark out there. Yeah, there's no. Sign. Everybody be safe. Speaking of, do we, is our roof okay in this building? I, you know, it, I don't know. I there were a lot of messages about roofs and stuff yeah, while I, we were gone. I came I, in when I wasn't supposed to, and I was here by myself when the roof was getting fixed up. That was that's just a bad job by me in reading. That's I important. live here. It's fine. Don't <laughs> worry about important. it. I sleep here most nights, so <laughs> you do. It's very comfortable in here. I'm like. Uh, like Chad Johnson. Why would I need a place? We've got everything I need here. There's water, coffee, good location, rock right on the street. Goose Island. No like one's here. we got couches. I can act like I'm doing a show. Have you ever slept There's on that couch? No. I'm surprised by that. Well, he kind of, he's You're dozed off during games. That's a good <laughs> point. That's true. You I have dozed. a couple third quarters. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> a couple of minutes. Like if you missed the last season finale, I wouldn't. <laughs> Gary Ross sorry. reporting massive storms in McHenry. Gary, now officially the weatherman of the show, too. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Skilling. Okay. My dad is finishing his drive home from Arizona today, and uh, he's coming from Kansas City to here. I'm like, better take a smart route there. Yeah. Papa. Papa Hoga. <laughs> <laughs> or wait till tomorrow. All right, back to the uh, interior O-lineman on the draft board. So um, you can kind of. I, I kind of gave this one away earlier, talking about who I was debating with as the uh, number one guy. But another player I like a lot, John Michael Schmitz, local mm-hmm. kid, mm-hmm. home with Flossmore, uh, and went to the University of Minnesota. Don't worry, I can still give the Gophers some love. Uh, he comes in at second on our interior O-line list. Also looking at a second-round pick here. Uh 
almost 6'4", 301 on the weight, and, um, you know, good player. Um, also, since Carm's all likes the academic Big Ten guys. Four times. Four-timer over here. Yep. Uh, with playing. With the John Michael Schmitz. And, um, you know, he very well might be the top center in the draft. I think he projects more as a center where Tipman can maybe be more of a guard. Um, but he can also pull – move easily he has probably more experience than Tipman in the outside zone scheme yep. so schematically still a fit just athletically he's he's more on the average side than Tipman, where Tipman can kind of wow you with some of his movements um, but I don't think the Bears can go wrong if they end up with John Michael Schmitz I think he's going to be a really good pro and uh, he comes in at number two well, let's uh, show out some love to John Michael and the fact that, uh, you know, local product, Homewood Flossmore, we've always liked that about John Michael. Congratulations on his career arch, which is, uh, I love the, you know, you look at what the Golden Gophers have done. Their offense this year was great. He's right in the thick of it. This guy's as solid as they come as far as the locker room hits principal dude as well. So, mm-hmm. again, probably not there, I don't think. You know, again, you're, you're, this is, a, you know, Trade up situation. You're not. You're not getting him at fifty three, sixty one, sixty four. So trade up or trade back in the first round, add a second round. Sure, pick. sure. Yeah. Of course, that, that we could. They could go that way as well. Yeah, he's a guy that started thirty five career games for the Minnesota Gophers there. But I think one of the things that stands out about JMS, the Gophers there. Sorry, I had to do a Minnesota accent. Oh. <laughs> Uh, his ability to finish, you guys. I think when that was you your watch car him, moment of the show. That was great. <laughs> that, that, was, that was a car moment. <laughs> I allowed one just car having moment. random thoughts go through your head and feel the need that you have to say them right now. Even Welcome to my world. Even though he's from good. Chicago, it was good. Um, his ability to finish, you guys. I think when you see him get out in space, when he's in the run game, consistently, he's not just looking to block people. He's looking to really hit those defenders, get them out of the way. And at Minnesota, they actually kept track of their knockdowns and the quality of knockdowns that they had there. John Michael Schmitz was getting, you know, the highest level of these kind of knockdowns, these pancakes, if you will. And I think just, too, what he's able to do in this outside outside zone scheme, it really matches what, what the Bears are kind of looking for out of that position, the nastiness that they want in the offensive lineman. John Michael Schmitz has that. So if the Bears were to end up getting a player like this, you know that you're getting a consistent guy and someone that you project to be your center, hopefully for a very long time. But scheme fit, the the hits principle, and a position of need, it, it all makes sense for John Michael Schmitz. And I don't want to know how much we want to read into the Ryan polls that he likes local players and knowing the organization. And or- To me, I view that as like a cherry on the top. The ch- like, I don't, I don't, I don't even think it's that. I think it's like the one of the nuts on the Sunday in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Just one little nut. <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, cool. He rooted for the Bears. You know what? I got to say, I am proud of you in this moment. Because literally, as I'm standing there in Arizona, while Ryan Poles is saying that, I'm going, Carm is going to eat this up and blow this out of proportion. <laughs> but no, I think you you have the nice rational I, 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 reaction I like, to this. I, despite, By the way, you should be happy that while the gm of the bears is talking i'm thinking of you i i am i i, I feel warm all inside my my cockles are are are, are expanding oh um <laughs> that's 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 that's, 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 that's the heart from like 1994 what's that that's a reference from the dennis leary yeah the album like, like, like warm- if it's a, it still makes me feel weird no, you, you're okay you're, out, you're okay you're what are expanding my cockles <laughs> 
Yes. Thank you for thinking of me when you were talking to Ryan Pauls and he was saying that. But my point, like, I like to live in reality. And um, I'm in the NFL and I'm going to get paid on the 1st and the 15th, and I'm going to really like the team that I'm playing for because <laughs> this is this is my world. I don't care that I grew up rooting for the Bears. I mean, it, it's a nice, cute little thing that he said, but I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, you know, that I, I, I wouldn't be drafting people based on the fact that they were Bears fans. But, you know, a, a, a nut on the Sunday, sure, why not? Like, I, like um, that's, that's about it. I, we're not going cherry. Maybe okay. a little bit of the whipped cream. Okay. Okay, now, but, now we got to move along. I'm, but maybe if two guys are like literally equal on the board, he was a Bears fan. I'm taking him. Please make it on something else. No, I'm saying if it's like literally equal on the board. I know, and they're both sitting there. Measurables are like everything. Sure, sure, sure. I guess if you want to like in in a vacuum, <laughs> in they're a vacuum. dead even, and one of them was a Bears fan and one of them wasn't. Okay, take the Bears. Well, I actually, actually should know this, but is Joe Tipman from Wisconsin too? Joe Tipman. He is from Fort Wayne, Indiana. So no, he's uh, an Indiana dude. So we don't mm. have to worry about him sabotaging which, the Bears because he's a Packer fan, which of I, course is not a real thing either. I was mean, one of the things. Packers fan. He's good. I mean, playing at Wisconsin. Not like that guy, Peter Skaronsky. Mm. That's right. That's right. He's got all sorts of family issues. That was one thing I actually liked about Tidman. <laughs> Before anybody takes that out of context, Karma's referring to his grandfather playing for the Packers. Everybody That's a family it. issue. That's a big issue. <laughs> I'm not talking. I don't know the inside of the Skaronsky family. I'm sure they're wonderful people who do everything the right way. But the dad played for the, or the grandfather played for the Packers and was a really good Packer at that. Could yeah. be an issue for, for some Bears fans. Uh, our guy Yoshino checking in with a super chat. $10. It would be good to have these guys for the depth chart and future starters. We have yet to see what Kramer and Carter can do. Cool Carter slash Jones training vid. I did see that training video. I think they also do Pilates together. So, big men doing Pilates. Impressive. Very impressive. This yeah. is interesting. Uh, Rob Schwartz, who's always contributing. We appreciate you, Rob. You know this. But he's saying his, his, you know, his top interior yes, is... Yes, I put a poll on the YouTube with uh, four of the interior linemen and asked wh- who is, if you had a draft board, who's your top IOL? And yeah, people are asking about Skaronsky not being yeah. a part of it. That's because we're... So, fair question. Um, mm-hmm. As of right now, I am, I guess I am in the position to make these executive decisions as the GM of this operation. You're right. You are. I am keeping uh, Skaronsky as a tackle. So, and that brings us to the next guy, because you could certainly make similar similar arguments about Cody Mauk. Um, But I am putting him on the interior. I think that he ultimately is a guard and somebody um, that that's going to be the move you kind of make right away with Cody Mauk, in my opinion. Incredible story. This guy came to North Dakota State um, as a tight end and mm-hmm. like kind of a small tight end he put on 82 pounds it's a different person it's literally a different yeah. person but it isn't it isn't because he puts on 82 pounds and didn't lose any athleticism Straight it's insane yeah. great mover so he ends up being their left tackle um he definitely likes Skaronsky, has the shorter arms. There, there are a couple differences. We can get into it, why they don't think they're the exact same player or why I would move one and not the I, – I might ultimately move Skaronsky. I just think he deserves the chance to be considered a tackle until 
proven otherwise. And maybe you can make the same thing about Malk. But um, we're talking about one of the most athletic offensive linemen in the entire draft. And I do think he'll be a scheme fit with the Bears, even though North Dakota State didn't run a ton of outside zone. You just look at the movement skills. You look at the ability. Um, I also love he plays with a nastiness. You guys know this about mm-hmm. me. If you are a lineman and you got tape, or you, this is why I like Tevin Jenkins so much, you're going to maul a guy 20 yards downfield. Uh, give me that guy 10 out of 10 times, and he finishes his blocks. Um, but couple differences here okay one he is an older prospect he's already 24 years old don't care um but there might be a transition period with him at guard okay um or in general because he is coming from the fcs and and i don't think it's a lock that he's going to just step on the field from day one which is one of the differences between him and skaratsky i think like worst case scenario with skaratsky he's your starting guard week one of this year I don't know that that's going to be the case with Malk. Um, so, because I, th- I think he's going to need more seasoning, and he's making a bigger jump in um, in competition, and he's not quite the biggest difference to me when I watch their film is Skoransky, sound in pass protection, really good at passing off blocks. He seems to really see his vision's great, and I think that Ma- in Malk's case, he's got to get better in pass pro. And we'll need somewhat of an adjustment period. So that there's a reason, guys, why the, why one of them's going to go top ten, and one of them's probably going to go in the second round. Uh, it's not just made up, and those are part of the reasons. I still love him as a prospect. I think if you take him, he can be a very good guard. I think he can provide you depth right away. Um, and and in a pinch, I still think he can play tackle for you. So. You know, a lot to like about Cody Malk, who's been one of my favorites, as you guys know, since the start of the draft process. Yeah, he's not the, he's not the technician and, like, the consistent player that Pierce Skoransky is. He just isn't at this point. But That's incredible. Look at and that. Yeah, screen. just his. <laughs> does the guy. I'm sorry, Nick. No, go, go right ahead. I just want to say, does the dude not look like he's fighting for Scotland in Braveheart? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, mean I mean, that's what he looks like to me. Like if you're he, listening to the podcast, <laughs> check out the. Or we'll, maybe we'll clip this. Like, it, you. His, the the North Dakota State bio page like has every single one of his headshots since he got there. Apparently, seventeen years ago. Um, well, he did. He redshirted, yeah. and then he was a bet. Well, it took his COVID year, so he was there for six years. And every, he's he's Landry from Friday Night Lights at the beginning. Correct. And then he's now whatever that actor's name is. What is that actor's name? What movie? What movie? Are we, where are we going? He's gone on to have an incredible acting career. Uh oh. Has my brain broken right now? I'm sorry. I'm very tired. I uh, I ain't pulling it. It wasn't I, in I terms know. of endearment. But just the the teeth. I think Jesse lost- Plemons. Plemons, yes. Right. Is the actor Justin Dunst's husband? And I hope someone got that reference. Jesse um, Plemons. Year of the Dog. Terrible movie, by the way. That that's not so bad. bad. That's a good call right there. He was nominated for an Academy Award. Wow. So we went from Landry. Yeah. So that was a that was a Look. great analogy I just pulled out of my ass right there. I mean, that's strong right there. <laughs> good job. <laughs> anyway, also a good football player anyway Nick was giving us great real football yeah, analysis I, I, there for a minute before we derailed it. No, it's okay. But that's what Cody Malk, he, he's got a little <laughs> bit of everything. Um, but I think just his ability to pull and get out of space, like you were saying, Adam, physicality mm-hmm. at the second level, but what also can maybe help with the transition to the NFL at the senior bowl, he played every single position at one point. Maybe it was just uh, reps in the one-on-ones or, you know, some series that he was taking different reps. But he was kind of getting a little bit of experience going anywhere. And, again, that helps his ability to get on the football field faster. 
right? If he's getting those reps there, facing the, the top seniors in the country. But what the Bears want out of their linemen are people that can move, get out in space, and finish. You see that a lot with uh, Cody Malk's film. And I think just his, he plays fast. The effort is always there with him. And if he just gets experience, he gets solidified maybe to one spot. They can get polished up in some of the things that he's kind of still needs to work through. But, yeah, Cody Malk, and he possibly could be there when the Bears are not obviously not picking at nine, but with that, that second pick that they have, that's somewhere maybe in the range where you can find a Cody you, Malk. You, exactly. He might be there. This guy's a phenomenal athlete. Mm-hmm. He was a quarterback. He was a tight end. He played uh, – he was a basketball player. So – I mean, this is not just some big lumbering dude. This guy can do, which I don't know how much that actually will ultimate, you know, matter in his success on the line in the NFL, but it's just interesting to me. Plus, uh, the family background is just fascinating. One of eight. He's got four sisters, three brothers. They were at the Senior Bowl, and they all kind of <laughs> look alike. To be <laughs> the, the whole Malk family? The whole Malk family. You're like... That's that's a mouth. I mean, if we're that's a mouth, that's a mouth. If we're looking for stories and fun people to talk to, you're uh, f- from a Bears fan and or reporter standpoint, we would love some Cody Mouth. Cousin Jamie Mouth played on the men's basketball team in North Dakota State. Uncle Andrew Mouth was a javelin thrower. I mean, the Mouths could be the gift that just keeps on giving. Plus, the fact that the dude is super ass competitive. I I would be if the Bears can get him with one of again. When we get into the old 53, 61, 64 room, I'd be down. Look, I like to keep my integrity as we do these rankings. But if I was doing it just based on content, this guy would be number one. Oh, easy. (laughs) Easy. Adam Hogan selected Cody Mock with the Bears' number one overall pick. He's retraded back with the Carolina Panthers. I'm trading back up to one (laughs) with the Panthers. So we can have the Mock here. I'll give them them everything they gave the Bears, DJ Moore, and I'll throw in Justin Fields. All for the content. And take Cody Mock. That's a, that's a lot of mouth hype right there. That's a big time love for the about. content. For yeah, the content. no, I got yeah, it. For the content. Got to preface that. Yeah. Before we continue this uh, discussion on the offensive line, I got to tell you guys about Athletic Greens. With one scoop of your AG ones, you are absorbing seventy-five high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day off right. This mixture of ingredients helps your immune system, gives you energy, and improves your focus. And that's why I take my Athletic Greens. And you should absolutely do the same. What's awesome about Athletic Greens is that it costs less than a cup of coffee a day. Also, it helps support better sleep quality and recovery, which we all definitely need. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. Super simple. No need for a million different pills and supplements. So look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Bears. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Bears to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Some great comments on, on Mal coming through here and then some kind of spinoffs over KJ saying, I'm not a fan of moving Tevin. He's had a lot of success at guard. I think that's what he should continue to work at. Tevin's a super interesting part of this offseason, just where he'll end up uh, most uh, are you leaning towards left guard, right guard, uh, left guard or right guard with Jenkins at this very moment? Left Definitely guard. left guard. You, okay, everybody's yeah, yep. okay. All right, just making sure I heard the conversation just, earlier I'm today. Right. Consider that reporting. I believe the Bears are going to keep Nate. The, okay. Because that's what right we said guard, earlier. I that's get, what he's been, and I think the plan is to see if Tevin can play left guard. Yeah, which 
makes sense. Uh, this is from from the Nate side, and I, I think Tevin can do it. I I got a little confused what we were talking about earlier, but just circling back to that. All right, and now circling over to Foco, Chicago, we've already got you covered for the best coverage for your favorite team, so get fitted out in the best sports gear around. around. Foco's got you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north side, south side. They've got some new gear that we're going to be uh, displaying Ooh. out here too, so that's exciting. They also, of course, always have the hoodies, the slippers, the signs, the bobbleheads, everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar. Bulls, huge game with the Hawks tonight. Talk about that later. Um, the leader in sports <laughs> merch and collectibles, Foco. He didn't shut his own I, I, I did. I did. Talk about that later, Carm. <laughs> Perfect gift for the football fan in your life. Foco's got you covered with hoodies that fight that Lake Michigan breeze. It's still going on out there. Can we get summer, please? Uh, when we do, Foco's got all that gear, too. Check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Our guys at Foco. Also need to give you our DraftKings pick of the week. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, as painful as yesterday was for the White Sox, Dylan Cease back on the hill tomorrow. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go. Get out of here, Giants. They're going to bounce back, get the ace on the hill, take advantage of your Dylan Cease days uh, on the DraftKings schedule. How about that? That's all I'm going to tell you right now. I had him for six-plus Ks uh, in his first debut, and the money line on the Sox, I want money. I, I actually want to bet, so month. it happens. It's not Dylan, That's what not Dylan fair. Cease can do for you on yes. DraftKings. I almost brought back the mustache because of Dylan Cease. Dude was straight and nasty on opening day. Oh, my yes. God. It was like a wiffle ball. And he, he seems like he settled into the uh, s- speed of the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, Gets it. Oh, it's so, Give me the ball. It's like Mark Burley-esque, like how like, quick boom, it is. Boom, boom. You know what's really refreshing, too? Not that he wouldn't be on top of it anyway. I just appreciate how much Steve Stone can like adapt and just embrace yeah deal with it new rules love it keep the game moving well it's the greatest thing baseball's ever done (laughs) it's so good going it's so good um so yeah and also if you missed off the top of the show just another reminder we opened the show today with huge news on our two-night chgo bears draft party um it's happening at joe's on weed street that's right. We're going big for the draft, as we always do for you. Thursday and Friday, April 27th and 28th, they're two separate events. want to emphasize that. What's wrong, Lawrence? Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> okay. Hey, buddy. You should so, you say know, draft parties. I'll say that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it could be. It's a two-day draft party. Yeah. Yeah. My guy Griffin House is playing in Milwaukee on that Thursday night. He's playing in Chicago on that Friday night. I'm missing both shows because I love... Oh, I thought you were missing both these, these shows. See, that's the thing. We actually booked Joe's instead of him. Yeah. we could. That's how big time it we is. Could, we, maybe wow. we could get the house to come in for a late night yeah. Friday or a pregame. How about a pregame, Griffin, before he goes over? Hey, all tickets will <sighs> include an all-inclusive premium drink pack, package featuring Goose Island beers, like the ones right here in front of you, um, and <laughs> cocktails. <laughs> VIP tables, reserve seating, general admission. we got different tiers for you. Again, we're doing the show live from Joe's, so can't make it we're still going to be here for you with our draft shows as we did last year really excited for it but now you have the option to show up and be there with us it's going to be a lot of fun tickets go on sale tomorrow wednesday at 10 a.m and limited spaces available so be ready and if you are our cgo diehard you get a discount if you're not you might want to go sign up today um, because i promise you between these events for the draft our tailgates coming up in the fall the discounts 
with the events pay for the diehard membership including all merch the discounts you get with merch it pays for itself so jump on there today become a diehard you also get access to the draft board which we are talking about right now and continue to do so as we go through our top five interior offensive linemen um again if you're just joining us joe tipman number one interior offensive lineman john michael schmitz number two cody malk from north dakota state number three very upper midwest feel so far um so let's go to florida how about that let's go baby osiris torrance number four now i want to be very uh, careful here with osiris torrance he's a good player and on some draft boards he might be the number one guy i just think schematically he's not the best fit for the bears and we'll get into some of the whys on that but this is why i have him down at number four it would not shock me if he ends up getting drafted mm-hmm. earlier than mm-hmm. some of these guys we've already talked about but as I mentioned earlier in the show, we're trying to really cater this draft board, this CHGO consensus board for you to the Bears and what makes the most sense for the Bears. So this is why he's coming in at number four for us. Osiris Torrance from Florida, almost 6'5", 330, big guy um, who I also think will probably go in the second round. He's just a very consistent, reliable player who's been a guard his entire college career. Um you may or may not know this, but he actually played at Louisiana Lafayette for most of his college yeah. career. Three ma- years. Yeah, the great majority of his college career before transferring to Florida in 2022. But I really like the fact that he goes from a smaller school, shows up in the SEC at Florida, and um, was great. Never allowed a sack in college. I think he'll probably come in and uh, be a plug-and-play starter for some team. But he lacks some of the foot quick- quickness that – He's um, especially Joe Tipman and Cody Mauk have. And so I'm not sure he's the best fit for the Bears. I think he can be a fine fit for the Bears. But one of the things you got to keep in mind, whether we're talking about quarterbacks, offensive linemen, regardless of the position, fit is everything when it comes to the draft. Mm-hmm. And it's a big reason why these boards look different from team to team. So we, we got him at number four. Yeah, I think he's, he's definitely a mauler. Like he's a guy that's going to physically impose his will – on a defensive lineman. He had some really good reps against Jalen Carter, who's arguably the best defensive prospect in this draft. But I think when you're looking at for the Bears, like you'd want to see a little bit more of those movement skills, but there's no denying that if he gets his hands on you, he's going to put you where he wants to put you. And that's, that's why Torrance is maybe higher on some people's boards and overall can fit maybe in different schemes, a little bit better than, than the Bears scheme, but a guy that is physical in nature, and he, he was on Good Morning Football earlier today. He called himself the best interior offensive lineman in the draft, and, you know, you got to hype yourself up, right? But he's definitely a mauler, a brawler. However, whatever adjective you want to use to describe his physicality, he brings that, and he did against some of the best competition in the SEC. I just love his career arc. I'm going to go to a small school. I'm going to get on the field right away. He started in 13 and 14 his first year. Then he starts to move up as far as the conferences go. He's playing in the Sun Belt at Louisiana Lafayette. He's second team, then he's first team. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go and play in the SEC and show you that I can do it against the best. He was consensus All-American this year. So this dude, he got you know, I'm not going to go sit. I'm going to go play immediately. I'm going to go prove myself on this 
highest level. And then I'm going to prove myself on the top level. So there's a lot of things to, to like about how much time he's been on the field. I, I'd be very comfortable. But but he I don't think he's going to be there either. This guy's probably going late first. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. and a lot of people in the comments have said that. We have him a second-round pick because that's where I would grade him out for the Bears. I wouldn't – you know, not that the Bears have a late first-round pick, but I think that would be a little bit of a reach considering – potentially schematic issues Mm -hmm. Uh, again i don't really think it's an issue i think he could play i just think it limits his ceiling maybe a little bit in the bears offense compared to you know some people throwing out the steelers um you know whatever he he's gonna be a good player for a team there's no question in my mind i think he's an early player i think he probably gets on the field more, with more consistency than Cody Malk does, even though yeah. I put Malk ahead of Torrance. I just think going to the Bears would limit him a little bit. Um, that being said, I think he's a very safe pick. So that if too, he, yeah. you know, kind of a moot point, though, because I don't see the Bears trading up for him. Um, and I think he'll be gone by the time they they even get to their pick if they're still picking at 61. I actually heard the Bears are considering some level of a package deal to go and get Anthony Richardson and pair him with Torrance and uh, put those two together. And Stop. Yeah. yeah. No. Just a little side point. He it, it, Just an interesting <laughs> part of his uh, – profile here is that he's got a year with Anthony Richardson who's making all sorts of noises about where he's going to end up. Yeah. That's all. Thank you. All right. Uh, rounding out our top five, and then we'll talk about uh, at least one guy who didn't make our top five because I've seen the name in the comments a couple times. But uh, we're going to TCU national championship appearance uh, and, of course, beat down by Ge- sort Georgia. Of appearance, yeah. But they did show up to the game. Uh, Steve Avila uh, from TCU. 6'3", 332. We got him coming in uh, at number five on our interior O-line rankings here. Massive dude and kind of surprisingly agile for his size. I like the fact that he played every position at some point in college. A little bit of a tackle Mm -hmm. in there even. Not a ton, but a little bit. Most of the experience came at center and guard. Uh, he was the uh, left guard for TCU all of 2022. Center's junior year. Yeah. And, um, you know, he has most of experience came more inside zone, but I think he has the versatility to work in multiple schemes. But uh, maybe slightly riskier pick here. Still a good player. And uh, that's why he comes in at number five. Yeah, and another guy that had an opportunity to face some of the top edge rushers and in, in, interior defense alignment in the country, Tyree Wilson and Jalen Carter, he did pretty well in those matchups, but also a guy that didn't allow a sack too. So you're looking at what he's able to do on the field, the competition he's playing, and he was a guy that was at this past Senior Bowl, did a lot of good things in the one-on-one reps there. So a guy that also was able to show some movement skills for being as big as he is. So um, pretty athletic guy despite being, what, 330 pounds and, you know, playing in the interior of this offensive line. But Steve Avila, uh, athletic. And whenever people can go up against some of the top edge rushers in in the country and are going to be top 10 picks, I put a little bit more weight into that because you're going up against these matchups. And not only are you showing up for them, you're you're not you're winning some of those matches, which is always good in my book. Got a little hits principle to him as well. Team captain, locker room leader, well respected, well liked. Interesting. It, it, I he's got the winning part of him too. There's there's this this would be a uh, look at what TCU did with like their running backs yeah. too, and like uh, obviously they made it to the national championship. They didn't really play in it. 
because they got destroyed, but they're able to do a lot of things in, in the run game with the running backs there. And obviously, um, Max Duggan had a really good year. He's a part of that, being part of that offensive line that was able to get these uh, the, the playmakers the, the spots that they needed and the production that they ultimately had. I'd also so. like to throw out that I don't know if he's a re- related to, but one of the great vendors in Wrigley Field history is David Avila. Does a great did a great job in the <laughs> right field corner. So There's just want to get David on the somewhere. show here today. Always comes back to betting somehow. Was there a, a hey. Chicago news anchor Avila? Am I th- yeah, Avila? no Avila, Jim Avila, Jim Avila. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Do we yeah. think this kid's name is actually Avila? No, it's Avila. Well, I heard it pronounced Avila. Okay. Just curious. By multiple people. Avila. I haven't talked to Steve exactly, so I don't want to <laughs> completely confirm. Um, all right. We do, uh, if there's any super chats, we can get to those uh, before we get out of here. But one name I know is people put in the comments and uh, is not in our top five would be Luke Whippler mm-hmm. from uh, Ohio State. Um, and I think he's probably right there in the conversation for number six, but he is little bit more undersized and I think he's a center only so I don't quite think he has the same type of uh, versatility in my opinion to uh, to move around the line and I mean that's primarily where he's been that's the only position he's played the last three years two years started the last two years uh, for Ohio State so slightly undersized um, the arm length not quite as an issue for a center but way on the low end um so you know if we're gonna look at things that the bears care about the that arm length being that low is i just don't know if he's the best fit for the bears but you know athletically he's still there um i think he'd be a solid player i just personally don't have him in the top five yeah and actually brandon thorne mentioned luke whippler in my piece that's on all chgo um, right now, you can check that out. He said, even Luke Whippler is another guy that a lot of people like. I'm not as high as uh, uh, as high on him, but he's just undersized and small, but he's athletic and young and hasn't played a lot. So there's a you know little synopsis of Luke Whippler from uh, one of the best guys in, in the game and breaking it down in Brandon Thorne. I, I, you nailed it for me as far as the lack of time on the field would be the most concerning part. Also, you know, the Ohio State University – I'm I'm good with having quarterbacks from there and and even and even a wide receiver and even a left tackle, but we can't. I mean, we got to we got to draw the line <laughs> at some point here. It's enough yeah. Buckeyes around here. Well, you see, you have three offensive linemen, you know, that might go in the top fifty. They're <laughs> C.J. Stroud, number one overall, potentially. Yeah. They got some they got some ballers there at the Ohio State University. Uh, they do. They yeah. do. Uh, Yoshino, two dollars super chat jumping in here again. Great show, guys. Thought. Uh, on the KC Germany rumors. Yeah, did you guys talk about this last night? We did not, text. We did not mention anything. The, I mean, these rumors have been out there. Yeah. Um, obviously, our, our guy, the Catman, put it out yeah. there like it was a certainty yesterday, which it very well may be. I checked on this a little bit last week and couldn't find anybody at the owners' meetings to confirm or even give me a strong hint one way or the other that this was happening. I, I would not surprise me the Bears uh, – would bring a huge international draw. Certainly a Justin Fields, Patrick Mahomes matchup would be fun to watch. Um, it also takes away like one game, a road game, you know, Kansas City, yeah. where they'd have the advantage there. Bears fans are going to travel, right? Yeah. So you have that. I, I would love to I'd rather Germany. play the Chiefs in Germany than, than, in, than in Kansas City, although yeah. the Bears did win their last game at Arrowhead. I don't know if you guys remember that. One of 
Jay Cutler's greatest passes. Fields had. Oh, to Matt Forte. Yeah, we're wait, right? Well, yeah, that play, but also the throw in the back corner of the end zone. Marquise Wilson. Marquise Wilson to win the game. Wow. Yeah. And and just know Good that times. it's been on CHGO's radar for quite a while now. This is a possibility. And uh, you know, we're on top of it. Don't don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. And and Gary Rockrose wants to know if there's a CHU only flight to Frankfurt. Uh, well, I mean, Maybe if we Frankfurt get enough demand, uh, well, well, let's pull it off. We might have know. to get the Duke involved. The Duke, <laughs> we're bring out the private charter to, to Germany. I'd love it um, instead of sitting coach on an all night flight. But um, I will say this: if that is happening, you know we got you covered to CHU. We will have we will we will be there. We will have fun. We will. Oh. have events for you. <laughs> okay, travel budget. All right, let's go. Uh, do we want to mention anything before we get out of here on the Minnesota Stadium story? That uh, if you want to bring it up, so I can shoot it down for you. <laughs> why don't we? Why don't? Why don't? I'm, why don't I, why don't I throw that alley oop to you? Because it is out there today that uh, your favorite stadium I was a TCF Bank, right? Is that how the U.S. Try right? again. U.S. Bank? Yeah. U.S. Bank. Close enough. My, TCF's right. TCF's yeah, yeah, the Gopher Stadium. Stadium. Yeah, okay. Whatever. There's a lot of banks Whatever. out there. That's fine. The, the, the stadium up in Minnesota that we all appreciate that the Bears love and that Kevin Warren built has a $300 million uh, improvement bill that's coming due. Uh, they had a – they had – the stadium was looked at. Much of the stadium was determined to be in good shape. Areas to be considered in fair condition included the service corridor in the main conference, some directional signage, some floor tiles, some grout in the restrooms, some chipping on the outdoor walkways, some bent hand railings were going on. Mm. And uh, the big thing is the in-house TV distribution system is, quote, nearing the end of its life. So people are kind of... At least some Bears fans are getting hyped that Warren blew the stadium up there, and you're about to shoot that down, Adam Hogue. Well, I just look. I, that's actually more information than I've seen on any. I was curious what like the original story I read did not have any of the details of like what was actually wrong with it. You want to? Uh, you want me to? Sh- do you want to see? No, what no it's I, fine. It's okay. fine. But my, my general point is, you buy a bigger house, mm-hmm. a nicer house, you have more maintenance and more expensive maintenance. It's pretty common. Like it's a. It's not like, duh. Well, they got to spend forty-eight million a year for about ten years to keep the thing up, it's, which is that doesn't sound that crazy to me for how yeah. big of nice of a stadium as it is. Forty-eight million a year, no biggie. Think about how much this stuff got costs. Red. You should. You got to go on. A, we got to get you up to Minnesota and you go okay. a tour of the stadium. No, listen, and how nice right. it is. Really, right. I'm not, look. I'm not dismissing that it's certainly you'd like to not have maintenance repairs, but like. I, I, I agree with you, by the way. This is pretty much a non-story. But I also would like just to throw in there that that level of bill and life is something I cannot relate to at all. <laughs> like, that's just so, it's, oh, yeah, no big deal, 48 yeah. mil here. This $500 billion thing. Like, what? Like, Kevin Warren just lives in a different land than uh, what, what, us here at, our, at the Carm can I understand. St- I still appreciate you bringing it up, though, because it is a, it's a, Something you got to keep in mind here is you're building a stadium. Like, the money doesn't stop once the thing's built and opened up. Like, you're it's going to cost a lot of money to to keep the thing going, running. Yeah, and that's going to be a world that the the Bears are going to go from a world where basically they send communications to the park district for help to upgrade things and basically get no response to, <laughs> okay, it's now under your control. You can do these things, but it's your money now. Mm-hmm. You got to do this. Um, 
However, one little nugget I wasn't able to share yesterday that I had on my list of things that I got from the owners' meetings um, was I think we've seen a willingness from the Bears, especially in the last decade since George McCaskey took over as chairman, to put the money into things that need to be upgraded. We've seen the facility double in size, multiple expansions of House Hall, and now even smaller things since they upgraded House Hall, uh, they are in the process right now of adding a second heated practice field Mm -hmm. to the facility. So it's not a brand new field. They're taking, if you've been out there for a training camp, you know they have two fields right next to House Hall, right next to the physical building. And the one closest is heated. So when you get into the December and hopefully you're playing more games in January, right, in the future, uh, they've sort of been limited to one field because the ground freezes, you get snow. um, And so they're basically down to one practice field and then the indoor facility. Now they'll be able to have two out there and run their full normal practices as they get into hopefully the postseason. Making improvements. I like it. All you have to do is look around the city. When Tom Ricketts got the Cubs, he had a huge bill to pay to get Wrigley up to standard what it should be, and he did it, so thank you, Tom. And if you go back before that, they let Comiskey Park just fall apart. Yeah. I mean, that place was could have been, could still be standing and was as great as Wrigley, I would argue. But they didn't take care of it. So, yeah, you're going to have to – you got to keep – you have a stadium, you got to take care of it. Well, and here's the other thing, not to get into a huge stadium conversation, but, like, the lifespan on some of these stadiums that have been built, especially, like, baseball recently, they're knocking these things down 20 years later. Which is which insane. Which is ridiculous. You've seen it in Atlanta. You've seen that in Texas. Um, so, yeah, seven years into a stadium as nice as U.S. Bank Stadium – yeah, you're going to have to put some maintenance in it to keep it up. You're going to have to put money into it to keep it so that it lasts 50, 60 years, not 20. And now you're building a brand new stadium that's even more expensive in the future. So, I don't know. I don't mean to dismiss the story completely, but it, it just it's a part of the process. It was right? like, yeah, of course there's money you got to put into it. So, anyway, a couple super chats we got to finish the show. Uh, Matt, $2. I need a player to call... The Hogs with Stromberg. What? Woo! Pig! Suey! Shout out Taylor McGregor. Wait, what? Stromberg. He's an Arkansas dude. No? Okay. No, I know, but... Come on. I need a player to call. I'm not doing any woo pig Suey on the show. Was that... (laughs) Yeah, Rick, I don't think anyone asked you. Rick's Hogs actually about Hogs and not Hogue, and he, that was a real thing. Yeah, no, it's about Rick Stromberg, who played at Arkansas, interior offensive lineman. Where do we have Rick Stromberg rated? Not, not our rated. top five. Not rated. <laughs> not our top five. <laughs> I don't see him rated at all. Oh no, he's five. he's four from the bottom on our list. Okay, yeah, we haven't gotten that far. Rick Stromberg, not in the top five, there. which was the goal of today's show. Number six. Stromberg's draft profile at CHGO, empty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not anymore. We can add Matt's super chat to it. All right. All right. Bears on Kauai has an issue with Carm. Uh, 9.99. You're not alone, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I'm late and off topic, but Carm's rant on beer bats was ridiculous. I mean, are they forcing people to buy them to get beer, or are they collector souvenirs you can pay more for? Keep calm. Bear down. All right, uh, Bears on Kauai, and for those who didn't, do you know what's going on at Wrigley Field? Very, very unlikely I have any clue that 
what's happening at Wrigley Do Field. you understand what's going on in the world? Are, are That's you, a loaded question. Are you? Are, are we here? Oh, here we go. So, <laughs> so this is what they have at Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm. These are beer bats. All right, it's and I think they're I think they're thirty bucks, and there's sixteen ounces of old style in here. And I'm telling you, Bears on Kawhi and everybody else, that I am here for you to drink all the beer you want in a can, handed to you for twelve bucks for a Bud Light or thirteen dollars, even better for a Goose Island. Not. 10,000 plastic beer bats a day. They're going to end up in the Atlantic and the Pacific and, the, and in Lake Michigan, and we're going to have a hurricane and a flood. And, and this is not a recyclable item, and everybody's going to buy them because... Also, didn't they stop giving out bats as souvenirs at games when you walk in because they were dangerous? There's that too, but I I, I, I kind of want to have this as a prop I, I, for every time you have a bad take. I just... Oh. <laughs> This is a good take. We do not need, we do not need these plastic things walking around and everybody sipping out of them. When, Thirty dollars. When there's a hurricane, a tornado, and everything else every single day. Thirty's crazy. Uh, forget about the price. If it was a dollar, I don't care what it costs. Oh yeah, it's just garbage. That just is like, yeah. uh, don't do this. It's I'm and and. I just, I, I hate it. I, 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 I'm just seeing all these things flying around. They're just going to be all over the streets. They're going to be all over the Dan Ryan. They're going to be all over Lake Michigan. Can, I, why can't we just have a regular recyclable paper cup for, for your beer or right out of the can? And now we got to go this route. And they're all going to, they are buying them up left and right. Don't buy this. And by the way, here's another thing where the, the teams are really going to hate me for this, but I'm going to just say it. Stop, stop going to the concession stands. Just for one, can we, have, can we have one day where you don't go in there and pay $12 for a I hot know. dog and 13 bucks for a beer and just say, that you know we're not going to do it? Yeah. No, I will not do it. It's unfair. You, you are, know you, I'm with you on this. We've talked about it for years, and I'm going to have a real moment with you. Like, I got... I, I just don't. I knew this was going to happen at some point this spring, but my brain went from like I'm so mad at the White Sox that mm, maybe I should consider a ticket plan for this year. I actually looked at it. I actually looked at it for a while, and then I came to the conclusion I'm not doing that because every single game I go to, I'm going to spend stupid amount of money because they force you to. Mm-hmm. And and I'm with you. That's, that that's where just we don't just... do it. You know, plan your day around it, whatever. But like, I still like to have a beer when I go to the game. And same thing happened in Arizona last week. I just want a beer. They're only selling these giant double beers for $15. I don't want a giant double beer that gets warm in f- five minutes. I want a smaller beer that costs half the, half the price. And now you got the Masters week. Here we go again. Ma- I got the Masters concessions right in front of me. You know how much a beer costs? Masters is cheap. Five dollars for a beer right. wow. at the Masters. Oh. Grilled cheese at the Masters for two bucks. You and can the get pimento sandwich, baby. A breakfast sandwich for three. A chicken biscuit for two. That's amazing. Barbecue sandwich three dollars. Yes. Chicken salad sandwich three dollars. Ham and cheese on rye three dollars. You want to upgrade a little Chardonnay? Yeah. Six dollars. Sure. Which, by the it's way, affordable. there is one baseball team in town that is always chasing the other baseball team. You could win over fans very oh. rapidly by, you know what, we're, we, we realize that our prices are just... They're not, not going to listen. I've been saying this for I years know, about I the know, White Sox. You want to get more fans in your ballpark, cut your damn concession prices in half. And I go right you. at the Cubs. Go right at them. You want, you, you want to go pay 13 for a beer? You come over to the South Side and you can get a most delicious goose island for five bucks right here. I'm telling you, it would make it... it would, 
that's that that would matter with the 20 to 35 year old crowd that you want coming out that l goes right from the go it, the leaving from wherever you're at in the city goes right down to the south side it ain't that much i mean make it make it an experience another thing and, give and, me, and we don't need these perhaps the most frustrating thing is if you don't even want alcohol you're still paying Set. What did they charge me? Someone they tried to charge me seven dollars for a water last year at one point. Just don't. <laughs> but see, this, here's the thing now: baseball games are down to two and a half hours. You can get through two and a half hours and not buy something. You can do it. I know you can. I know it's sweet to have a beer and a dog at a game. I like it. Yeah, I like yeah, I know. Dog so there it is. Everybody, you're yeah. ever like everybody else. I mean, the line, I, the lines <laughs> at Wrigley. I was there Thursday and Saturday, and and it, the lines were insane, especially on opening day. Insane. They're, they're, I mean, they're like climbing over each other to pay nine bucks for a hot dog or whatever it is. It's just crazy. Um, anyway, also, I'm not going to keep this thing going, but go look up what the Atlanta Falcons do because it's not like this can't be done even at the NFL level. Their concession oh, prices are cheap, just like they are at the Masters. It's a real thing, and I've and they're still making money on it. I've talked to Rich yep, McKay on the record in an interview. He's the CEO of the Falcons about why it works. And it's like, why can't more teams figure that out? If it's working... Other teams should figure it out. And I would put the White Sox, especially at the top of that list. All right. It's been a fun show today. I hope everybody enjoyed our interior O-line. One more Super Chat, 199. Carms the man from Dylan. Thank you, Dylan. And Crystal jumping in here, uh, president of the Carm Fan Club, 499. What Dylan said, hashtag Team Carm, I'm just getting on crazy day at work. (laughs) Just getting on the show. Oh, gotcha. Crazy day at work. Gotcha. Uh, Thanks, love CSGO. We love you too. Way to stay focused, Crystal. You got to get that. You got to take care of number one first and then come over to us. We appreciate it. There you go. And um, we will continue to have positional preview shows. It won't be every day, not all in a row, but as we get closer and closer to the draft, we'll drop this draft knowledge. And uh, make sure you're signed up as a CSGO diehard to get access to that big board. Um, I think we should play a game of office ball with that bat. I'm right down. Now. Let's go. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow at noon. <laughs>